0: Good morning. Happy Sunday, y'all. This is the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, and I have my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, Mr. Brian Barefield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. What's going on, man? Hey, what's
1: going on, y'all? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I don't even know if I should have this much energy this morning, but I do. It sounds like I got Red Bull intravenously running through my veins. That's a lot of. Maybe that's why I got a lot of weight too, because you know that's a lot of sugar. Anyway, what's up, bro? Nothing
0: <laughs> much, man. I know you had a big weekend yesterday. I know you was down there in H Town doing a lot in the service in the community, raising mental health mental health awareness as well. So, starting off the show, man, I definitely want to salute you for everything that you're doing down there in the H town within the, within the community, man. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do does never go unnoticed. And, you know, we always like to give our props to each other because, you know, um, somebody told me a long time ago, man, you know, I don't want nobody sitting there crying over me over my funeral. I want my flowers right now. I don't want it on the back. You feel me? So we definitely got to look out for each other,
1: bro. Hey man, I definitely appreciate that. It was a great time out talking about uh, bullying and uh, mental health. And so I got a chance to sit on a panel and uh and, and just discuss that bro so I, I really appreciate uh appreciate you bringing that up and uh you know i had a great time
0: yeah man and definitely i know next month in the month of november being the fact that veterans day is right around the corner i know uh you and some other folks um got something lined up for veterans day that i think i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be you know with the blessings with everybody i think i'm gonna be able to tag along and take a trip down there and we can link up and definitely do a little bit better of what we can
1: you know what i'm saying uh, most definitely, bro. We got the PT for PTSD thing mm-hmm. going on um, on uh, Veterans Day in November. So it's going to be a great time. All the proceeds will go to veterans who deal with uh, mental health issues. And we're going to feed some homeless veterans as well for Thanksgiving.
0: And also out here in the Las Vegas area, I have started a rally as far as getting donations for our homeless, our homeless veterans down here in the Vegas area. So um, I've been collecting up donations and I will be, uh, making all the proceeds going down there for the veteran homeless uh people down here in the Las Vegas area. So uh you know definitely more things to come on that and more to follow up on that. But a hey, first thing, well, first things first, man, let's get on hand and get out this uh S1 admin work as we like to call it. Um let's go ahead and uh see how they can find you at BB.
1: Uh um, man, you can find me on uh Instagram at bigsar sports with a Z. You can find me on Twitter with uh at the same name bigsar with a Z. And I am on Facebook at Brian L. Barefield dash Big Swords.
0: All right. My name is once again, Eric, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton, as well as Facebook at Eric Compton. And guess what, BB? I told you, Listen. man, we was going to be sitting there trying to move up in the world. So, yes, we actually do have a email address starting for the show now, and I'd like to unveil it to our to our lovely people out here on the, air, the airways, it is Sports Business. That is sports with a Z at the end, and B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. So that is sportsbusiness at gmail.com. So we look forward to hearing some of y'all's questions, comments, and concerns. We're definitely going to try to get to all sing, every single one of those emails that are reached out to us. So, uh, yeah, first things first, man, let's go ahead and knock out some of these bangers that we got going on today for week two. um, And I believe week three for the college football games, man. So, uh, you know, we got a couple of games that we definitely want to highlight. I think first things first, the one that kind of has my eye right off the bat would probably be um, just due to the fact the way the Buccaneers played last week that I think shocked the whole league. Then that would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Uh, I think I think this is going to be a tell of two, two tails for the Buccaneers. Actually, and it kind of ties in with another team as well, and that would probably be bleeding into this week. Are the Buccaneers really that good, or was the Saints' defense really that bad? So with that being said, I think that with the Philadelphia Eagles having one of the top-tier defenses in the league as far as their defensive line goes, and each level, each three levels of the defense having a stout player as well as probably the Pro Bowl on there, um, I think uh, – Ryan Fitzpatrick, aka Mr. Conor McGregor, <laughs> is gonna have his hands uh, hands full with uh, this uh, Eagles' ferocious defense, man. So I think this is gonna be a make it a break it game. And I will definitely say this as well, BB. If Ryan Fitzpatrick shows out again this week, I for sure, a hundred percent, think we definitely have a controversy, a quarterback controversy down there in Tampa Bay, man. What say you, bro?
1: Hey, if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick shows out today against that Eagles' front seven, then definitely we have a quarterback controversy and then I'm gonna say bro how did you get better as you got older because when you were here in, in Houston you played like garbage so it's know, like the I,
0: curious case of Benjamin Button man
1: right right I'm just like wait a minute man it's like wait did you uh get on the green I, I, I don't uh, I, I definitely don't understand that but that Eagles front seven is really, really good. I'm not too impressed with the, with the defensive backs for the Eagles, but because that front seven is so good, that makes them look better than they really are. Uh, so, with Brian Fitzpatrick, if he can prove to us today that he can he can get past that Philly front seven, then I will be impressed. Deshaun Jackson is playing today, and Mike Evans is always an issue. So uh, I don't know, man. This may be a closer game than what we think.
0: Yeah, I definitely think this is one of the marquee games this week, man. Just like you said, based off of last week. And kind of piggyback off of what you said as far as that, uh, you know, uh, front seven for the Eagles, man. And, you know, the DBs might be a little suspect. Uh, you know, I think that if you have a, a mean front seven that can sit there and rush the passer and stop the run, that kind of gives you a little bit more leeway on the back four or back five if they're playing the nickel to kind of, you know, get away with a little bit more, you know, the kind of that bend but don't break mentality. I think any defense in the NFL, if you've got a ferocious front seven, man, um, the back four, they have a little they're a little bit more susceptible of being able to, you know, blend in a little bit more and not you know, not have their holes toes in their cheese showing a little bit more. But uh, yeah, back to what you said, man. If 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 Deshaun Jackson can show out and show us the Philadelphia Eagles, Deshaun Jackson like he did last week, man, I think they're gonna be they gonna be mean, bro. Not to mention they got um, they got uh O. J. Howard from the Alabama, the tight end out there in Tampa Bay, who's probably one of the better catchy pass catching tight ends in the league. So yeah, man, this would be a good game. I definitely think uh, for somehow, I don't know what Nick Foles and offense is gonna look like. They looked terrible last week, but um I think with another week under his belt, you know, the you know, the whole pregame jitters and getting the uh ceremony out the way, um I think I expect that offense to play a little bit better because they was hot garbage last
1: week, bro. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um I, I just I, I don't know what to expect from uh, from the Eagles, man. Um offense. Offensively wise, because now that uh, that everybody's catching up to the fact that Nick Foles may <clears throat> may not may like like I said last week, he's a a short term fix, not a long term solution, and they're starting to catch up to him. And, and and we've seen this Eagles team before with Donovan McNabb, like they don't have a great receiving core. Uh, don't they have? Is also Is Alshon Jeffrey? Alshon out? Jeffrey's
0: out for the two first two weeks of the season, so he should yeah. be coming back next week. With uh, I think he had like a torn shoulder or a shoulder injury or something like that. That actually kept him had him injured last year all the way up to the Super Bowl, and he's just now getting it fixed. So, um, yeah, he's out as well this week too.
1: Yeah, and any team that has Braxton Miller on the practice squad, I'm just not gonna, you know, I, I'm not <laughs> going to be impressed. So we'll see, man. Like I said, I don't think that is going to be. Uh, a blowout on the Eagles' part. If no, they, if they win, it'll be it'll, it's going to be close.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely go down the wire. But I think I got the Eagles in that as well. Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be a close. Like you said, it's probably not going to be a barn burner on either ends. Um, but yeah, like I said, if somehow Tampa Bay pulls us off, man, and Fitzpatrick has a solid, consistent game, kind of like a, a game manager, doesn't really turn the ball over and just gets the job done, I definitely think there's going to be some uh, issues down there in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston, man. But uh, yeah. Wait, man. But-
1: I'm gonna go take the but I'm gonna take the Bucks. That's only because I don't like the Eagles. I never I never picked the Eagles in anything. Even when they were playing in the Super Bowl, even though I was like secretly kind of rooting for them to beat the Patriots cuz I hate the Patriots more, I still would never pick the Eagles to win a game. I don't even care if they're playing the Browns. I go I'm going with the Browns.
0: <laughs> I'm, a, you know, I, I definitely something's telling me to pick Tampa Bay just because we got we got caught with our pants down last week, man. And I sure don't want to sit there and look like we gonna do that's gonna happen two weeks in a row. I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm i I'm am I'm gonna be I'm gonna stick with Philadelphia today, man. Um, I just think that defense is a little is a lot better than the Saints' defense last weekend. Somehow I figure I think that uh, Doug Peterson figures out other plays in the Philly special or the Philly special special to get the job done today. So it'll be interesting. But I think, I think Philadelphia, will win. they'll squeak, squeak by today, man. But, uh, you know, another game that kind of has my attention with this week would be, uh, you know, kind of a, kind of an interesting game would be Kansas city. The Kansas city chiefs going into Pittsburgh today and taking on the Steelers, bro. Um, ben Roethlisberger looked terrible last week, turning the ball over five times. Um, they are missing Le'Veon Bell. They got that issue on the other side. Kansas City, bro. Tyreek Hill's got to be like probably like my favorite player right now in the NFL. That dude is Mr. Excitement. Uh, I don't know if some of you old school people know who Mr. Excitement was back in the day, but Mr. Jackie Wilson had the first title of Mr. Excitement, and that is exactly what Tyreek Hill is, man. This dude, as soon as he touched the ball, man, that brother, man, is gone to the end zone. No matter how far he is, he could be on the other end zone, and he going to take it back, bro. But uh, Patrick Mahomes looks like he might be the real deal. They didn't even really get Travis Kelsey involved last week. Um, this going to be an interesting game, man. But uh, what you what you got on the game, man?
1: First, first thing, I, uh, first thing. Before I uh, answer that question, I have a question for you. What's in up? A, in a foot race, who will win, Antonio Brown or Tyreek Hill?
0: Ooh boy,
1: <laughs>
0: man, ty- bro. That, have you seen that man run, bro? Like that dude is blazing speed, man. Exactly. I gotta go with Tyreek Hill, man. From end zone to end zone, man. I, I don't think there's anybody out there that's catching up with this dude, man.
1: And and I say the same thing. And and I, I, I say that I, I pick Tyreek Hill because bro, it's like he only has one speed and that's fast. And last year when they played the uh last year when they played the uh Houston Texans here, I got a chance to talk to Tyreek Hill. First of all, you know, Tyreek Hill is really, really small. I thought I was talking to one of my grandkids, but <laughs> uh, 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 uh Tyreek Hill is uh is fast, man. And I asked him, I was like, have you always been this fast from like when you were younger? I was like, I bet you didn't get no whoopies when you was little, running from your mom and daddy. And and, 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 you know, he he laughed about that. But um, yeah, I I see that if if those receivers and Tyrod Taylor was able to do that to uh the Pittsburgh Steelers defense on last week, I think that it'll be the exact same way this week. I, I don't see the Steelers are in decline, and people don't want to. People don't wanna 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 say that. Nobody wants to say that out loud. But Pittsburgh is not a good team to me. And I don't care if they end up winning eleven games in the season. They're not gonna go anywhere. They they're not good. They need Le'Veon Bell back to even be in contention. I don't see them them being good until they get him back. And they're gonna have to swallow their pride. I'm so tired of this. The Steelers only do it one way. The Steelers only do it one way. Well, it's time to do it a different way because You know, we don't negotiate. You know, their motto is we don't give anybody big money except the quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's time to swallow your pride if you want to win. I think that last week Cleveland showed that if we roll the defense towards, we roll the defense towards Antonio Brown. Juju uh, Smith Schuster doesn't scare anybody. And nobody's scared of the guy with the bad haircut in James Conner. Yo, 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 yo.
0: not to cut you off, bro.
1: (laughs) <laughs> what is wrong?
0: bro, what what did you see that? I surely what? did. Bro, what what are you I mean, I I'm not the youngest dude in the person, but I try to keep up with the young folks, but bro, I ain't never seen a hit. What what was that, bro? What uh... was that, man?
1: bro. I, I have no <laughs> clue. I would have rather, listen, I would have rather them mess his edge up up. You know how black men feel about getting their edge up. Yeah, them, man. Yeah, I man. I like that messed up. But, bro, what did you, like, what did you do? Did you sit down and tell your five-year-old, hey, look, here's the Clippers. Do whatever you want to do, son. Go He
0: ahead. had to. He had to, man. Like, I,
1: I definitely want to, hey, hey, man, if we get James
0: Conner on the show, I got to ask him, like, bro, what do you, when you go sit there and get, sit in the chair, what do you call that? Because I, I need some answers on. It. I need some closure in my life. <laughs> exactly, man. But, exactly. Uh, but yeah, not to catch you off, man. Yeah, just kind of pick back off of you. I, I had to. I, I had to bring that up because I looked at him when that Joker took his head helmet off last week. I said, "What in the world is going on? Is that a part a business in the front and a party in the back?" Kind of <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, but um, yeah, man. He can only James Conner can only do so much. I know he did have like over thirty some carries. uh had about 120-some yards on the ground with two touchdowns, but that he ain't no Le'Veon Bell, bro. And like you said, he Levy the, the Pittsburgh do need to swallow the pie put pride and, and get Le'Veon on that field because it, it it ain't gonna it ain't gonna last too much longer. Um I think Kansas City is a team that a lot of the league is sleeping on, bro. Like are they they've been pretty solid the last couple of years, and I think Patrick Mahomes sets himself apart from what they had last year with Alex Smith as far as being able to drive that ball down the field. So um, you know, they definitely got Travis Kelsey uh kareem hunt out of the backfield is uh another exciting player to watch out for so i, I i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna
1: say kansas city puts pittsburgh in the 0-1-1 hole this week man oh bet that that ain't a that ain't a limb <laughs> <laughs> that is that that is not a limb i mean that's a that's a standing tree okay? right I, I say the exact same thing but but question though uh eric what's up if since since they're If the Pittsburgh Steelers get off to a really bad start, does that put Mike Tomlin on the hot seat? You know, I think a lot of the
0: older generation of the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base has already been kind of low-key calling for the Steelers, man. This is the longest tenure that they've gone in between Super Bowls as, as a franchise. I think it's been like six years or so. Uh, well, actually, no, like eight years since uh, the Steelers had actually been to the Super Bowl. So I think I, I read somewhere the other day that it's the longest span of in-between Super Bowls the Steelers have had in franchise history so I think that you know that they've always been a win now but also at the same time man, they've only had
1: three coaches in like the last 50 years so um, and those coaches oh, coaches are, are have always been allowed to walk away they haven't fired a coach in no the no n-
0: n- uh, uh, Bill Coward and uh, Chuck no they never yeah like you said they didn't get it fired they walked away and retired so um, it'll be very interesting but you know over time, something that happened—you know—a franchise from 50 years ago to a franchise here at today's age of 2018—that's a long time, man. So, you know, sometimes change may happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're calling for pitch, uh, Mike Tomlin. But I will say this: if they're going to call for Mike Tomlin's head, they need to call for Mike McCarthy's head too. Um, exactly. So that—that's just my only. That's my only caveat on that is that you know if they going if they're going to sit there and play the Mike Tomlin game as far as he ain't been winning recently, make sure you bring up. uh Uh, 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 Mike McCarthy's name out there in Green Bay as well. That's my only take on that. But, uh, you know, we're going to switch it up and uh, move on down to uh, your area, man. Uh, 281 area down there, in the Houston area. They got uh, the Houston uh, Texans out there traveling over to Tennessee today, um, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Um, I just read down the wire that Jadavion Clowney is out. Um, I'm not too sure about Marcus Mariota. I heard that him and uh, Blaine Gabbert, out of all people, are going to be splitting time at the quarterback, man. Blaine Gabbert has more lives in the cat, bro. Like, this joker just don't go away. He's, he, he's just that dude that just does not go away. Like, that little cousin, little cousin Ray Ray and Pookie, that, that uh, Auntie Lisa be sitting there telling Ray Ray to sit there and be quiet, and, uh, yep. go home, go home, and he'll never come. <laughs> he always there. And, and Auntie Lisa come back to the house like, bro, wh- wh- what are you doing here? Like, I told you go home. He's like that, bro. Like, just Blaine Gabbert just does not go away. Way. um what's your take on this i know you down there and you're very close with the Texans. always down at the facility every uh practically every day man. what's up with that
1: hey look who falls up better steve sarkeesian or blaine galbert <laughs> yeah 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 those guys never seem to fall down they always fall they fall forward fall up yeah and so uh with this with this texas versus titans game it's it's going to be an interesting game because uh i don't know if you just seen came across the water davion Clowney is not playing today he's injured mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He I think he pulled a muscle in his side door. Uh, well, I guess it had been bothering him. And then this morning, it just was too bad for him to play. But they do get uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who was questionable. Uh, he's playing today and Will Fuller is back. Um, and I think that Will Fuller and him not playing last week was kind of like a little difference in the way that uh, that they were able the New England Patriots were able to double uh DeAndre Hopkins, so they get him back today. uh I, I see the Texans winning this, and Deshaun I think will have a, a bounce back, a bounce back game. <clears throat> I think that he had he had to get that first one from up under him and take some hits, and now he's not nervous anymore. And on the other side of the ball, Tennessee, they have problems at the quarterback position because you know Mariota even though he's going to play today they say he's still having um you know he's still not having good feeling in his hands it, uh, from that pinched nerve injury so uh plus they lost uh, the, uh what is Jalen Walker. Walker for the, for the year so yeah. I, I don't i don't see tennessee giving them um any type of of game today even though it, i don't think it'll be like the 56 points that they put up on tennessee that the texans put up on tennessee last year but they will win this conventionally today
0: let me ask you this question, man. What's
1: your thoughts on Mariota? Because I'm, I'm thinking this is a make it or break it
0: year. I think this is what year number three or four for him. Um, uh-huh. he, yeah, year number four for him because he was in the same class as James Winston. So, um, what's, what's your take on him, man? Do you think this is a make it or break it year for him? Because, like, I think you and I discussed this last week. You and I were, you know, we I was very big on him in Oregon. Um, I thought he he didn't get enough due justice out there, but. um... Man, like he just has not panned out well for the Tennessee Titans, bro. Like
1: I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't think that they're putting Mariota in the right type. I don't think that they had the right type of offensive scheme for him. Mm-hmm. And they would throw a couple of his of his old plays from college in there, but he's just not <clears throat> he's not in the right offensive scheme. Sometimes we have to get away from that uh, traditional type of pocket passing. And I know that you know the NFL went away from it from a little bit with with
0: Trying to
1: run, run a reread option, yeah. The, the, oh my god, side note if, <laughs> I hear, if I hear RPO one more time, bro, this is like the new acronym, and, and especially for us, for people who, who like how many acronyms are there in the army, man. And I still have no clue what some of them mean. I'm like, I have no clue what you're saying, but if we if I raise my hand, this brief is going to go on longer and longer, yeah. So I'm yeah, just going to yeah. wait and ask the platoon sergeant afterwards, but yes. Yeah. That I'm so tired of RPO, <laughs> man. But uh, I think like I said, I I think that they need to bring his uh I think they need to incorporate some of his old plays into the system to make him feel more comfortable. I think he does feel more comfortable being able to run the ball. So, we'll see.
0: Yeah, and not to mention, you know, I, I, I hope that Mike Vrabel uh, is able to open up and be more open as far as trying to help out this quarterback because I think they're going hand hand. to be hand-in-hand. And But on the flip side, Mike Vrabel does come from the Bill, Belich- Bill Belichick tree, and, uh, you know, these dudes never seem to pan out well in the league as far as coaching-wise. Hey, coaching-wise, um, they end up being good coordinators under Bill Belichick, but the, as soon as the show, show turns to them, they fold like some chairs, man. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I got Houston a long shot. Um, I think another game that I uh, definitely want to touch on real quick is going to be uh, a banger, I think. It's going to be really, really good. we we'll probably be the Minnesota Vikings against the Green Bay Packers, man. Uh, Minnesota was able to bottle up Jimmy Garoppolo um, and for- force him to have, I think, three, inter- three interceptions. Uh, that defense looked really, really, really good. Um, but, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is also coming from off of that uh, – that uh, knee injury So it'll be definitely interesting and, and they said that he is playing today So it'll definitely be interesting to see how, how that uh, Minnesota Vikings defense is going to be able to put that pressure on him Because last year, if I'm not mistaken It was the Vikings that uh, Broke Aaron Rodgers' uh, collarbone So oh, uh, yeah So yeah, I think um, man But it, it, you know, on the flip side It's, it's hard to go against uh, Aaron Rodgers Whether it's one leg, two legs, no legs Nine toes, eight toes uh, Half
1: of a torso out there
0: I'm not going. I can't bet against that man because he always ends up burning me on the back end,
1: bro. I, <clears throat> I say even if Aaron Rodgers plays, I still got Minnesota in this game. I just think that overall they're they're a, a better team, and you're not going up against uh, Mitchell Trubisky this week. You're going <laughs> up against you know a better a, a upgrade and Kirk Cousins. Although I'm still waiting to see when when Kirk Cousins is going to be everything that they talked about. But anytime you have those offensive weapons and um Thielen and um uh, Stefan um Diggs, Diggs. and Diggs. Dalvin Cook is still there. So anytime you have those offensive weapons for him to be able to you know to play with against that uh against that Green Bay defense, because if you look at it on last week, Green Bay's defense didn't play as well as as we thought. Well, I, I didn't put any stock into them anyway, but Chicago's office gave them that game due to the fact that they went too conservative with the lead. And right. I don't think that Minnesota is going to do that. And on the flip side of that, Minnesota is not going to, you know, play a lot of zone against um, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They're going to get after him. They're going to make him prove to them that he is not injured.
0: And not to mention, man, uh, Xavier Rhodes on one of the, as one of the cornerbacks is probably one of the better quarterbacks here in the league he's going to be able to bottle up uh, whether it's randall cobb or uh Devontae adams so um and another thing that i like i think a lot of people don't really talk about and it's kind of a a known issue but it's kind of like that elephant in the room it's there but they don't really nobody really wants to talk about it because it's the green bay packers bro their defense is terrible man like they've never been like within the last couple of years since i believe like since charles woodson uh left, uh, Sam Shields, like, they've been just terrible on the defensive side of the ball. Like, they, I think Aaron Rodgers has been able to bail out that defense so many times that it's kind of been like an afterthought that, you know, I don't think you can say, hey, um, I need y'all to sit there and give me four, four good plays and uh, stop it, stop, stop this defense from scoring on us, man. Uh, I, I definitely think um, Minnesota is a better complete team, but Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers has probably the most single important player. In in the league, so I, I got to go with Green Bay, man.
1: Anytime you got Aaron Rodgers, he covers up any and all. He patches up any and all holes, and so they didn't never look at how they never look at the rest of the team. They always just look at how great Aaron Rodgers was. And you spoke on early how how long it's been since the Steelers won a Super Bowl. Look how long it's been since Green Bay has won a Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. So yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they they got uh, to turn it up because, you know, Aaron Rodgers ain't going – he ain't no spring chicken, so I know he's probably getting a little impatient as well. So, it'll be definitely interesting uh, to see. But uh, another game I want to definitely touch up on is probably uh, – you know, did you know that yesterday, last week there were seven brand-new coaches in the NFL and not, not a man, one of them won a single game? Exactly. And, like, some of these losses were bad. Like, uh, the Detroit Lions against the New York Jets, they got blown out, like, 48-17. to 17. Uh, John Gruden came back and he got blasted out uh, I think 30 something or 13 or something like that Mm -hmm. so I definitely wanted to touch about this man and this near and dear to my heart you know being from the Bay Area is the Oakland Raiders against the Denver Broncos man uh, uh, you know Denver was able to squeak by which I thought they should have blown past a a weak Seattle team a Seattle Seahawks team but they let them hang around and went down to the wire um i thought that would be a little bit more better now this week the, the open raiders are coming into town and playing against them boys uh john gruden is he's gonna have to put his money where his mouth is there's been some you know just some questionable uh, uh personnel moves that he's done and another one this week would be re-signing martavius Bryant. and um uh, the reasoning was to show him tough love uh to quote unquote Martavis Bryant is what he was told i don't even know if martavius Bryant is playing today um What's your take on this, man? Um, I think, I think the Raiders—they're not going to win a lot of games this year, man. Like I'm saying, they probably going to win about four, maybe five games at best, and I, that's even a stretch for me. But I don't see this being close. I see Denver just running up and down the down on the field with them. I'm seeing Marquette King sitting there trying to sit there and hit the dab on uh, John Gruden right in his face in, after the game. So, um, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a close game, man. Uh, and it ain't it ain't even going to be. Fair and you know Derek Carr, he's got some issues, and I need to ask you this question, now. What's your thoughts on Derek Carr? Because it's it's some chippering going around. You know, he just got signed to that big fat contract, I believe, a year ago, and it hasn't it hasn't looked good. He he's he's gotten a little
1: he's gotten a little gluttony off of that money, and he hasn't shown that he's worth it yet. Two two things. One <clears throat> to address what you said about the coaches earlier. I, I, I said this on the show is that we're looking for instant gratification with some of these coaches. <laughs> Excuse me. And after week 1, a lot of people are already pushing the panic button and I say, "Hey, I think you should." <laughs> because I'm all for it. Like you got to show that that you're better than than what you are. And right. I I I so I, I was all for it. When I seen all seven of them lost, I was happy. Second thing is, uh I also talked about how, you know, we're we're overpaying for underachieving. If you look at Matt Stafford, if you look at Matt Ryan, and if you look at Derek Carr, all of them got this this, this big these big contracts contract extensions. Russell this, Wilson did too. Yeah, and large amount of money, and they're not winning anything. I mean, we're 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 in a day and age now where 4,000 4, passing yards is almost becoming the norm. But because we're in a past happy league, it looks great. It's like, oh well, look, but it's okay though. He put up four thousand yards passing. Yeah, but what did he achieve though? That means he's just slinging the ball all over the field. And, and not getting any results. And so Derek Carr is the exact same way. Plus, I hear that there's rumblings in the fact that John Gruden is trying to, one, change his style and make him think a whole other way. And he's overthinking a lot of things when it comes to his to his game now. So I don't see the Raiders. I, I'm going to tell you, outside of, of Oakland, everybody only watches the Raiders because they want them to lose because they hate John Gruden i'm just gonna tell you that right yeah now. and
0: and you know being being an Oakland guy like i didn't really understand why they fired jack Del real i think he had a terrible hand that was dealt to him last year just a lot of injuries but the defensive side of the ball i mean i get it it was terrible uh they didn't force a turnover until like week 14 or week 15 last season um uh, and not to mention they were still in the thick of things as far as a playoff race all the way up to about week 15 last year so I think the end of the season, like I believe nine, like seven and nine, or something like that. Um, so I, I didn't, I, I didn't really like the reasoning on why they fired Jack DeRio. Um, I thought K. Norton Jr. should have been gone like week three of last year, and they up uh, they got brought in Paul Gunther as a defensive coordinator. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I definitely said this, and I'll say another person that just needs to step his game up, who to me hasn't shown shown enough, uh, would be until, uh Amari uh, 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 Cooper. Amari Cooper yeah. has not proven to be, you know, somebody to, that was drafted so high, targeted so, so well. I think he's only had like one or two thousand yard receiving uh, seasons, and he has not panned out well. And I don't know if that's because of the short circuit that Derek Carr has been having, um, just not being. But he's not even looking for him. I think he only had one catch last week for like twenty two yards, and then wasn't
1: and was only targeted like twice. So, okay. well, let me ask you this then. I'm mean, going cut you off, but let me ask you this. So. Can we look at it the same way we look at it with Julio Jones? It's not so much of uh, them as it is the quarterbacks that they're playing with.
0: Let me, you know what? As much as I don't really like the Falcons and I don't really like, you know, the Falcons always find a way to just goof up something when everything, the chips are laid on the table for them. For them. They have all the answers to the test and somehow they still flunk it. I would rather see Derek Carr reach out to uh, Amari Cooper and target him nine to ten times Rather than only being able to see him targeting him one time and only giving one catch for twenty two yards, and depending on Jared Cook, the uh, the tight end, I, that's my pre- preference. I, I I would rather see that, and and I can I can I mean, you can kind of put that into into the same mindset as uh, Andy Dalton and AJ Green, but I think I think Andy Dalton does a better job as far as spreading the ball around a little bit more. But yeah, you are right. I think I think I would I would almost to answer your
1: question, I would rather see. Derek Carr sit there and target Amari Cooper at least seven to nine times a game.
0: And that just hasn't been taking place at all, man.
1: Yeah. And, and that's so that's why I'm trying to to figure out what what are they going to do to to take advantage of the big name? Porter, I mean, the, the big time wide receiver in Amari Cooper, because he can be great. I I, I put it like this give him give Amari Cooper to Tom Brady and watch
0: what happens exactly or give him to Aaron Rodgers and see what happens you know exactly Uh, even Drew Brees see what ends up happening so I think I think but at the same but on the flip side too Amari Cooper's got to start saying he wants the ball more often and you know as as much as some of these older wide receivers you know that just made the Hall of Fame such as your TOs and Randy Moss you know they were very vocal man and even Antonio Brown give me the ball Like, like throw me the ball and let me see what I can do with it. And I think Keyshawn Johnson had a book that even said after his rookie year, he wrote a book talking about uh, that was uh, titled Throw Me the Damn Ball. So, you know, yeah. he's definitely got to be a little bit more vocal and say, hey, man, you need to throw this rock to me and let me see what I can do with it. So, you know, it, it goes hand in hand. But I think I think as far as the whole paying your quarterbacks an X amount of, you know, this egregious amount of money that they're receiving, is, it's kind of like a no man's zone, man. you kind of seen it with this year's quarterback uh, free agency, man. It's like... You know, you got a quarterback that can get the job done, but it's just one of those positions. It's like, but who else can do it better, you know? So, yeah, you do have these guys that are throwing up that new, uh, you know, I mean, you said 4,000 yards is the new benchmark is, like, equivalent to, like, averaging 20 to 23 points in the NBA. I would even almost say the 5,000-yard mark. You know, uh, Matt Stafford got a couple of 5,000-yard seasons. Uh, Matt Ryan, I think, is throwing up, you know, in the high 4,000. So, yeah, they're throwing up these, these, these statistics, but you also got to take it with a fact – what else is taking place on the back end you know is a lot of these yards coming in garbage time or you know they're marching the down ball down the, the ball down the field when the game is practically out of hand and they're still just trying to keep it competitive so you know some of those numbers are a little inflated as well but uh you know it's just no man's land you know you kind of have no choice but to pay these dudes because it ain't really nothing else out there that's better you feel me yeah exactly yeah but um you know then i think that's gonna be the last game we're gonna touch up on and that's tonight's banger man and uh, that's going to be against the New York Giants, against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, it's the marquee matchup on Sunday night games. You know, has it been me or is it like every Sunday night game are like really, really, really good and they go down to the wire? And then you're sitting there just like on this like euphoria of like, man, I just finished the note on Sunday night with a really good football game. Then you turn it into a Monday night game and they're just duds, bro. Like, has that been me? Like, but that's how I feel, bro.
1: Exactly. I don't know. NBC is really killing it by getting these great games. Bro, they get some bangers, man. Like,
0: they get yes. some legitimate bangers. Like, every game on NBC, uh Sunday night game, literally goes down to the wire. And they're like, really, really good games. And then you turn on to Monday Night Football, and you're like, bro, like, I'm done. Like, what else is on TV tonight? You know?
1: <laughs> exactly. But, um,
0: yeah. what you thinking, man? I know there's a lot of rumblings down there in, uh, in the Texas area talking about Dak Prescott and, uh, you know, is he, is he the real deal, and uh, you know the New York Giants—they came, they came very, very close. Uh, did they win last week? I'm, sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, I think they. The, lost, Gi- the, the
1: Giants lost they, to they the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's lost. right.
0: So you know, but Saquon Broccoli shows flashes of what he can do. Odell Beckham looks like he's back to what he needs to be. I think, um, I think New York's going to sit there and uh, put put a whooping on these boys.
1: I don't, man. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Landon Collins came out this past week saying, if we want to win. You know, if if, uh, we want to win, we have to uh, stop the running game and make Dak become uh, a passer, put the ball in Dak's hand, and we have a great chance of winning. Like, he didn't know that he had the quarterback who – the the active quarterback in the NFL right now who leads them – leads the league in in interceptions, and 229 interceptions thrown (laughs) since he's been in the league, man. And, and, you know, uh, at one point he was averaging, I think, 16.8 uh interceptions a year so that's a lot and so you want to talk about put the ball in Dak's hand no if the Cowboys want to win put the ball in Eli's hand because he's not that good there uh people are underestimating the Cowboys defense I was Their just front, about to say that they have a they have a serviceable front seven that can get after Eli Manning especially with that offensive line that uh the Giants have it's not that good and so they're gonna be able to get after get after them like that. They will be bet they will be good against the run. So Saquon Barkley won't run all over them like that. So we'll see. And hopefully, you know, Dak can come back from. I mean, man, he had a terrible game last week. There's no way that uh that they shouldn't have, have beaten the Carolina Panthers last week. But Dak was throwing a lot of balls in the dirt, overthrowing a lot of people. We want to say. We want to say that he is doing that just because of the fact that he didn't play the last two games of the preseason. Only played a, a sparingly in the preseason, but I don't know. But I don't see that. And the Giants don't have a good defense, so I'm taking the Cowboys with this. Ooh. I think it's, I think Ezekiel Elliott will have a great game. It, it last week he couldn't have against that front seven of the Carolina Panthers, but um, this week he, uh, they don't have de- the, the Giants don't have a good defense. So I see the Cowboys winning this game.
0: I feel you. Now, let me ask you this question there. If you're Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, whichever one of them clowns is running the team, do you pick up the phone and give Josh
1: Gordon a call? Yes. And I say that you do only because Jerry is used to dealing with uh, great talent with uh, with a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And so that would be great for Dak to have a wide receiver like him. And it would be great for Ezekiel Elliott because mm-hmm. – No matter what you can call, you can say whatever you want to say about Josh Gordon. Once he's on that field, you have to account for him. Plus, he'll be coming home, man. And so maybe that might be better for him to be back. Maybe he needs to be around some familiar surroundings with somebody that can help him to get his substance abuse problem under control.
0: Right, because what is it? He tore his
1: hamstring or something like that at a promotional gig or something last night,
0: so... I mean, he's just had so many like just issues and it's just, it's just really, really unfortunate. And, you know, I definitely wish he does get the hope that he, you know, the help that he does need because that he he needs help, man. And, you know, no amount of football and, you know, these guys look like just, just they're chiseled Greek, uh, Greek uh, statues and whatnot. But in, in, when what's going on between those ears, man, and I think you and I can account for, you know, you just never know what's going on with a person's head. So, you know, you know my prayers are, you know prayers go out to Josh Gordon and I hope he does f- figure out what he wants in life but I definitely think that you know the Cowboys have been known to handle these guys with monstrous egos or you know big time off the off the field issues uh who was that that dude that they ended up getting from the Carolina Panthers that beat the uh uh what was this, the defensive Greg hardy they ended up getting Greg hardy he was able to uh you know, play for them for a couple of games. Uh, you know, you can't always think about Michael Irvin, Tara Owens. So they've been known to handle these big time, high profile, off the field issue players. So you know, I, I I would if I'm if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm definitely giving the call to Cleveland Browns to try to see what they're at, what the asking price for is. I think the Cleveland Browns have kind of already said that if they can't get a trade, then you know they might just go ahead and just outright release him, which I think means that he's going to get his full his year his year salary guaranteed on this year. So. You know, that's kind of a big deal, just showing how much they're, they're kind of over it at this point, man. But, uh, well, go ahead.
1: Well, we, I'm sorry. We, we started this podcast talking about mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by both of us being veterans, we definitely seen mental health, you know, from, you know, face to face. I see it face to face every day because yeah. I, I, I deal with the mental health issues on a consistent basis. And so uh, that's what I think that's going on with Josh Gordon. I think that he's self medicating, man, to, to help. To help himself and it is time bro it is time for the league to go ahead and put marijuana as an approved drug if you're going to keep giving these if you're going to allow them to pop opioids which is a highly addictive drug pres- prescription drug if you're going to give them that if you're going to allow that to happen then it's time to do marijuana and you you allow them to have opioids because you're like well the, the owners are looking at it like with well, opioids is what's going to get them on the field well guess what? Let them, you know, let them smoke a little weed and that'll put them on the field too. That's the one thing I loved about uh the big three and ice cube. Ice cube allowed them to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. You see they were highly successful this year. Mm-hmm. Their ratings were up. And, you know, and it's going to only go. So let them smoke some weed, man. it make them feel better. Well, not only that, man,
0: like you said, I think if I'm not mistaken, the way the league policy goes as far as the off-season drug issues, uh, off-season, off-season drug testing is, I mean, technically, they already know when they're going to get tested. So it's almost like they're already kind of letting the players do it during the off-season because they don't get tested during the regular season. So technically, if I'm not mistaken, they only get tested twice, and that's during the off-season, and they know when they're going to if you don't, if you, as long as you pass those two drug tests, you can practically do whatever it is that you want to do in the meantime. So you practically almost let them do what it is that they want to do. So you
1: might as well just go ahead and make it legal at this point, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I look at it like this for a person like Josh Gordon, even though he may know when the drug tests come, even though that, cause they, they probably test him more. They test him. That- yeah.
0: So once when you fail the drug test, they now, now they're random. So you get tested, I think, from two times and it's up to four. But those four drug tests are they're more, they're at, they're at any given time. So they could be right before a game, they could be just at any given time. So as long as you pass your first two drug tests during the off season, then you're not, you know, and, you, and nothing pops up as far as league substance abuse uh, ban things, then yeah, you're, you're, you're flying right under the radar.
1: Because we have a player here in Houston that gets, that has been drug tested like randomly. At least at least fifteen or twenty times mm-hmm. a month in in the honey badger, mm-hmm. and so even though I know that you know Josh Gordon, like they at some point somebody has to realize that this guy is self medicate. He's just not he's not doing recreational drugs. Right, right. So
0: yeah, it is what it is. But uh, one thing one t- one thing to look out for this uh, the this sun today, man. What you got?
1: Uh, if I'm going to look out for anything, I want to see how bad the uh LA Rams are going to beat the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, that's just uh you know and I want to see how much stronger that they're getting it, when I mean and I'm saying in the Rams because you know second half of the the Raiders game last week they looked really good but this week I want to see you know I want to see them put together a complete game and if it, 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 before I start believing the hype because they look good on both sides of the ball but you know like I said we just got to See if the hype is real.
0: I feel you.
1: I think if I'm going to go with my one big, oh man,
0: I think I got to go with, oh man, it's my show. So I'm going to go, I'm going to give you one, I'm (laughs) going to take two. So I think the two biggest things I'm going to go ahead and go with is I want to see how Jimmy Garoppolo bounces back um, from the beating that he took last week against the Minnesota Vikings and how the Detroit Lions are going to respond back. Um, after the shrubbing they took as well, um, hopefully Matt Patricia got that number two pencil sharpened up. And did you ever realize, like, he has a number two pencil in his ear, but the plate the play calling sheet is on a laminate paper? So what is it? What's the purpose of the pencil? Because I would think you need a marker to mark down your plays or mark down what's working, what ain't working on the laminate sheet. I ain't never seen a pencil do that, right? If I the, right?
1: the, the only reason that pencil is in, <laughs> the, the the only reason that pencil is in his ear is to say. To to the rest of America and the rest of the league, (laughs) I'm smarter than you. I am a rocket scientist. I'm smarter than you. That's the only reason that pencil is behind it. Do you
0: think he uses an electric pencil sharpener? He does that by hand. You know the old school pencil sharpener used to do with the hand crank in school, man. Yeah, man. Some of these these kids don't even know about that. uh, That old school pencil sharpener. You said to to get out of your seat and go to the little back of the classroom and get that thing cranking, man. They don't know about that, bro.
1: Uh, I think that he just. Use, I think that he just goes out and get the pre-pre sharpened pencils. <laughs> you know, he, he he doesn't have time to to sharpen his own pencil. So yeah. <laughs> and my <laughs> number he- my number two thing, man, it's kind of
0: follow follow up what you got to say is I want to see how bad the Buffalo Bills are going to lose today, man. They play the L.A. Chargers, bro, and uh, they're saying that uh, what's the guy Josh Allen, I believe, is the quarterback for the Bills that's going to get to start over Peterman. Um, yeah. And I guess they didn't want to have a relapse of what happened last year with Nathan Peterman uh, getting that start over Tyrod Taylor. And I think he threw like five interceptions in the first half. So I definitely want to
1: see how bad these L.A. Chargers are going to put a whooping on these boys up in uh,
0: in Buffalo. But, uh,
1: yeah, man, yeah. go ahead. I was, was going to say just one thing real quick. It's so funny because you're starting you, – you, you're benching a guy who's thrown for almost uh, passing uh, – almost more interception yards than he has completion yards – and you're putting in a guy who was uh, who's been like under 60 percent in his entire career coming into the NFL. Speaking of falling forward, look at Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh,
1: over or under
0: two interceptions for Josh Allen today. I'm taking over. Uh, I, I'm going to take the over as well. OK. All right. So, yeah, there you have it. Y'all. We got a couple of picks that we have been doing a couple of things to look out for this week. Um, I should be, a, you know, should be another barn, a barn burner as far as these week's games goes. Um, a lot of things to look out for. Um, it's still kind of too early to tell what you're gonna see. You kind of don't start figuring things out until after the first month of the league, uh, NFL season, I should say, to figure out who's weird, who's not. But uh, I definitely think a couple. there's a couple of teams out there that are already setting themselves aside and showing who's legit and who isn't. But uh, you know, I think that's all we're gonna have. Maybe we're gonna do a follow up show, I think, tomorrow night during the Monday night game to kind of give our analysis or takes as far as what we ended up seeing this weekend, man. Uh, once again tell them how they can find you, bro. Well wait a minute. No big dummy award this week? Oh yeah, we well, big dummy award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gotta, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely big dummy award. Oh, man, if I got to give my big dummy warning, we didn't touch up on it because I know you don't really watch boxing, but I definitely got to give the big dummy awards to all three of those judges that judged the Canelo Alvarez, Gennady Golovkin boxing match last night, bro. One judge had a 114-114, the other two had a 115-113. and They gave the 12th and final round to Canelo Alvarez, man. This is why people hate boxing right here, man. And all three of those judges need to be ashamed of themselves. They need to go ahead and submit a year analysis test immediately. They should have did that last night after they submitted those judge scorecards because what they saw and what the world saw were two different fights and it was not cool at all. canella once again, or uh, Gennady Golovkin once again got robbed. canella was actually able to walk away with the actual W and actually handed Gennady Golovkin his first loss of his career. Um, it was a very, very close fight, but the fact that you know, the judges ended up giving it to Canelo for so, you know, that was so close. You got to think about it. Gennady Golovkin was a champion. You got to come to Gennady Golovkin and, and beat him. And what I saw was Gennady Golovkin was landing that jab, landing that right hand. Um, you know, only thing I could see is where the first three rounds was very, very close, but at the end of the day, man, once again, boxing as a sport, you got my big dummy
1: award, bro. Hey, look, I want to, can I add an addendum to your big dummy award? Go ahead, man. Change one. Right, right. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> Look two things. One, uh last night's decision is only setting it up to make more money for the the trilogy. That's what boxing is doing because it's been losing so much money to um to MMA, yeah, UFC. So, you know, they got to set it up for the trilogy. Two, bro, can can I just add to your big dummy award and say that no the big dummy award uh uh on your side should also go to anybody who's going to pay for this Mayweather versus um, Woo! uh uh Pacquiao fight. <laughs>
0: man, and, and bro, I'm probably the most the biggest in ring box as far as in ring boxing, man. I've probably been the biggest May with supporter. This I, I don't know what positive what 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 are you gonna get out of this rematch? The first one was literally a snooze fest. And I and, you know, I'm so embarrassed to even say this on the airways, man. I literally had my fiance uh fly in when I was stationed in Georgia. My fiance was living in New York that weekend, or oh, she lived in New York that weekend. I had to fly out to, uh, to, to where we lived in Georgia, and uh, we ordered a fight. We had a nice little cookout, or whatever, man. And bro, like I was embarrassed that I even ordered, paid hundred dollars for that, and not to mention had to come out here and watch that. News. I was so embarrassed. when I said, babe, I'm so sorry. I thought it was gonna be better, and that was the first time she ever watched boxing, man. So when you got, oh, wow. yeah, man. So when you got people that are trying to tune in a marquee matchup like that and it's just that terrible bro like yeah man I don't know what they can go get out of it Uh, I know Manny Pacquiao does have a belt in the welterweight division but I think at this end of the day Floyd Mayweather I think he's reaching he's trying to he's trying to get some he's being greedy and this is just something that if I'm if I'm the Nevada State Athletic Commission man I'm not about to sanction this bro like there's no benefit for this fight besides the fact that it's gonna make money possibly for the city but other than that ain't, ain't nothing gonna happen at this man it ain't
1: nothing, May- ain't nothing for it, bro. Mayweather, Mayweather is, an, he loves attention. And the fact that he's out of boxing, he's not getting much attention. Is why they, him at 50 keep starting these feuds, because right. he misses the limelight. It's like, I have all this money, and I, 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 I don't have anybody to keep talking about me. So he just loves attention, man. So he wants the attention coming back in.
0: I wish he would put his attention into his into his promotion business because his, his Mayweather promotions, some of them boxes yeah. he got on his team are terrible, bro. Like there's probably <laughs> only like one or two people on that on that promotion card that are legitimate. Everybody else in that card is just hot straight garbage and they deserve to win it earn the big dummy awards for even signing on a team like that because yeah you're under the Mayweather brand but you're not getting Mayweather treatment and they need to hurry up and uh, smell the coffee. But uh there you have there you have it man. That was our Big Dummy Awards man. We're gonna follow up tomorrow with our uh, wrap up show man. Anything else you gotta add on it, man?
1: Any AARs
0: we got, Brody? Uh
1: nope, I just wanna say that people keep saying that Alabama couldn't uh, play with any team in the NFL and I'm starting to believe different. Yeah,
0: man. There's, there's a couple <laughs> teams out here,
1: man. I think, uh, I think if you cut the bat- out of the Batman roster down to a 50- 52-man roster,
0: I think some of these teams are going to get uh, get in for a rude awakening, man. But exactly. Hey, tell hey, me where they can find you out one more time, man.
1: You can find me at Big Sarge Sports with a Z on Instagram and Twitter and Brian L. Barefield slash Big Sarge on uh, Facebook. And also, uh, www.kylkradio.org. Every day, three to five p.m. Central Standard Time on Sports Talk with Big Sarge. And once again, my name is
0: Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business. You can find me at Money Compton on Instagram. Also is on Facebook at Eric Compton. And you can also email the show at sportsbusiness. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. You can also find me on the legendary KYOK every Thursday at 3.30 Central Time with my brother, Mr. Brian Belfield, on Big Star Sports Radio Show, the legendary KYOK. Like I said, we do this actually on the airwaves out there in Houston as well as all over the world. So once again, we appreciate the love, the, uh, the comments, concerns, um, this is only going to get better and we already are getting better with all the minor enhancements that we've already made this past weekend man but other than that man that's all I got BB anything for you Brody uh nope as yeah, al- I
1: just have a good one
0: yeah as, as always man I appreciate you coming on with me and it's uh, like we always gonna do we're gonna keep doing this till the wheels fall off man alright bro alright man peace and love y'all alright out al. <laughs> I'm sorry, no matter, no